Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo. You're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to speak with Chris Dodge. He's been a Tucson arts advocate for over 30 years. He works as a musician, an educator, an arranger, a composer, and recently appointed the executive director of the Tucson Jazz Festival. He'll let us know what to expect from the ninth version of this community event attracting national interest. Today is January 8th, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on the hidden gems everyone should know about. From a mountain to the University of Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming at downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own downtown radio app. Well, it's a new year. But you can still contact us in the old ways through Facebook, Instagram, or uh, contact us through our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. Of course, you can listen to our podcast on lots of platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and simply asking your smart speaker to play the Life Along the Streetcar podcast. January 8th, 2011. That's a day that will be remembered by all of us that lived in our in this community around that time. Uh, people across our city, our state, even our nation had our eyes fixed on that Saturday morning here in Tucson when 19 people were shot by a lone gunman as they gathered to hear the uh, words of our Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords as she did frequently with Congress on her corner, Congress on your corner, 13 were wounded, and six individuals lost their life as a result of that shooting. And a couple of years ago, a memorial representing um, the, the loving embrace of a community was, was formed right behind the courthouse in downtown Tucson. According to their website, the January 8th memorial expresses gratitude to the many individuals who responded with donation ideas and other support in developing this memorial. It was a community effort. If you've not been, I encourage you to do so, especially on a day like today, January 8th, 2023, and take a look at what this community came together to create. It is a reflection pond. There are uh, gardens and symbolism throughout the entire project, not only about the incident and the victims, but also about our rich heritage and how we move forward in a world that seems senseless sometimes. Like I do hope you uh, get a chance to go and uh, check it out and have a moment of, of reflection. The uh, speaker today, our guest, is Chris Dodge. He is the recently appointed executive director of the Tucson Jazz Festival, now in its ninth iteration. Not only local, but national, and I think international talent is descending upon Tucson this week and uh, will deliver some fantastic music so I had a chance to uh, sit uh, by phone with Mr. Dodge and talk a little bit about the history, what uh, we can expect this year, and what the future holds for the Tucson Jazz Festival. All right, so we're here with Chris Dodge, now in charge of, of the uh, Tucson Jazz Festival, recently appointed as the executive director. Um, Mr. Dodge, welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much. Good to hear. So you are you are new to, uh, to the Tucson Jazz Festival, but you are not new to Tucson or our art scene. You've been involved. I read your biography. You've been doing stuff for decades here in Tucson. Can you tell us a little about you before we get into this fabulous festival? Sure. I mean, I don't generally like talking about myself, but because you asked, I will I'll tell you a couple things. I've uh, yeah, I've been part of the community for probably 30 plus years. Um from uh, performing with several in, um, organizations like the Arizona Opera, which I was the manager of the orchestra and a principal percussionist for 20 plus years to um, uh, Arizona theater company and other um, theater companies around town. I've played and produced um, lots of different musicals with lots of different companies over the years. Um, I've run my own production company that uh, produces uh, live music concerts for people all over Arizona. We, we tour, tour things throughout the state. And, um, I've also was uh, was a, a teacher in in the public school system, teaching music for twenty plus years. Um, I taught a, a really successful steel drum program that performed for thousands of people over over the years. It's been uh, it's uh, it's it's been great to be part of the Tucson community, part of our arts community through the years. And I think all my experiences that I've I've done, um, you know, from um, the, the playing experience and national tours to the management experience to the education are all a great mix to, to be able to be run the, the jazz festival right now. Absolutely. I can imagine pulling all of those pieces together um, for what is a, a nine day event, but really takes on um, a 365 day um, pr- preparation. But before we get to that, I need to know one thing. Uh, what about hot stuff? You didn't talk about hot stuff. Are you a fan of Donna Summer? Is that what you're telling me? I found I, when I read biographies, I find things that are just very interesting to me. And then when you don't bring it up, it makes it even more interesting. But not only a musician, but you're an arranger, you're a composer, and and this. Yeah. Tell me about Hot Stuff. Well, Hot Stuff is a is a show that uh, created with the amazing Crystal Stark several years ago, and we've toured that around. And it's it's the music of Donna Summer, and. Um, it, it was enjoyable to arrange the show and it's even more enjoyable to perform it with crystal who's absolutely stunning at, uh, at performing and, and playing that role. Yeah. She does lots of other things as well as, as we all know, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of our great shows. Yeah. Well, crystal Stark is another Tucson treasure that we are, we are blessed uh, to have her around Tucson as much as, as we do there. There's a lot of talent in Tucson, um, oh, it's, Tucson's rich with talent. I say per capita, it it is one of the the finest cities in America as far as the the musicians and the quality of musicians we have here. And I've you know I've had the fortune of playing and and being around different scenes all over the country. And and Tucson has just a wonderful wealth of great and diverse um, musicians here for sure. Yeah, and I've interviewed people that do rock, and they've played in, in, in venues across the country, and they say the same thing about our, our rock base. We have a strong you know, or, orchestral um, talent, jazz. It's, it, like you said, there's a lot of diversity in Tucson that I think gets missed uh, on the radar because we're kind of a, a, small, a small market. Yeah, um, I, I, I would agree with you, but I also... You know, I, I know a lot of musicians, you know, both uh, touring and um, retired that 
make Tucson their place to, to, to come and, and be, you know, when they're not on the road and, and because of the environment that's around here, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of just, it, you, you never know who you, who you're playing with on a bandstand and what their uh, career is and who they played with and what they've done in their life. It's uh, it's absolutely fascinating to me. Some of the stories I hear and, and people I've played with. Well, I, I would love to dig into that because I've heard about Tucson's collaborative spirit from others, but I think collaboration for me is the perfect segue into the, the jazz fest here in, in Tucson. Because if there's one thing that that I think of with with jazz, it's it's this sort of mix of of different talents and styles that they come together. And and I think Tucson being a host of really kind of a major festival for nine days, again, I think that would surprise people. But this is not a new event. This we're going on nine years now. Nine, nine years was started um, the original executive director Ivani Irvin and had a vision with uh, several people in town including our board um, uh, director of the of our board, the president of our board Elliot Glicksman and they came together and said hey we've had lots of different uh, jazz things going on in this community let's, let's create the Tucson Jazz Festival and through the support of HSL Properties and everything else and all of our other sponsors we've been able to, to make this thing grow and thrive through the last nine years and and even through the pandemic and, and you know losing a year but uh, coming back strong last year um Tucson has shown that it's 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 a town that really supports a, a festival like this and it's gaining national attention for people around the country like you know Tucson's a cool place to come and listen to music and I expect that only to grow over time as well yeah, and I, I think the the timing of the of, of the event makes it a very attractive. Uh, you know, we talked before the show about the weather we're seeing in the East Coast versus what we're seeing here, so it's, it's not a, a bad reason to come to Tucson. Uh, and it, it is a draw, though. From I mean, it, we get a lot of locals. I've been to several events, uh, and it's it's all held in in different venues downtown. It's not one space. We'll talk about all those venues in a moment. But you also bring in people from all over the country, and um, and, and I. I, I really appreciate that that people come to, to to enjoy Tucson because they come to listen to the music. Yeah, um, you, you talked about the collaboration before, you know, and I wanted to hit on the, you know, on the stage. You have the collaboration between the musicians, and, and we create opportunities within the festival for local musicians to collaborate with. Uh, um, people from around the country, and that's a special experience. We have um, opportunities for local musicians to perform and and play for our, like our free day of jazz on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January sixteenth this year. But we also have opportunities where we collaborate with our businesses and our venues, like you said, where we uh, create different spaces um, for this festival to to. To, to experience things from, you know, restaurants to open air plazas to outdoor festivals to our historic theaters to, you know, even the new jazz club, the new jazz club in Tucson, the, the Century Room, which is a, just a wonderful space to experience jazz as well. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's a brand new venue. And I don't I, I don't know that we would have the, the Century Room and Hotel Congress if we didn't previously have eight years of the jazz festival to uh, to show that the demand is there. You know what? I, I would agree that the, the jazz festival has played a part and 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 that venue having to be able to exist. But um, there's also the vibrancy in Tucson itself that um, helps to 
helps to that and and the venue itself you know hotel congress is a really sought after venue as a whole in in tucson and they created a classy room so hats off to everybody at hotel congress for creating a space that's just wonderful and comfortable and and exudes um you know the confidence and artistry that can come from the stage it's really it's really nice space yeah i've been in a couple of occasions I invite people to, to check that out year round and I'm, I'm very anxious to see how how well it incorporates uh, into into this year's festival well we're going to hear more about uh the century room and this year's lineup coming to tucson as part of the jazz festival in just a moment I just want to remind you now that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming at downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova. NMLS number 3087, BK number 0902429, equal housing opportunity. All right, let's jump back into the interview we have with Chris Dodge, kind of get a little bit of the, the history and flavor of the Tucson Jazz Festival and the newly appointed uh, CEO is not going to tell us what to expect as far as the amazing talent that we're going to see in Tucson uh, uh, starting, you know, this week. And if if you are unfamiliar with the Jazz Fest, I would recommend go to their website because they've got uh, every lineup that you've had since 2015. You can see all the performers that have come. Uh, it's really an amazing <laughs> collection of of, uh, of talent that's come through Tucson. But tell us about 2023. What what are some of the things we can expect? The venues, the the music, the the headliners. Oh my gosh, uh, it's 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 full. Uh, we, we're presenting more things in more spaces than we ever have, and uh, you know, I really love and need Tucson to embrace this. Uh, we have everything from uh, let's talk uh, larger theaters, the Monterey Jazz Festival on tour that features Dee Dee Bridgewater, multi. Um, Grammy winning, as well as Kurt Elling, two of the top um, jazz singers um, in our industry, um, coming together with some other great performers. Uh, they're going to be at the uh, uh, the Fox Theater opening the festival is Joshua Redmond, um, arguably one of the best saxophonists ever. Um, and and he will be here. We have uh, closing the festival, a little jazz adjacent kind of um, feel is Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers. Bruce Hornsby's been to town several times, but just solo. And he's never been here with the uh, um, his whole entire group. And that's an amazing type of uh, um, concert. Terrence Blanchard, who's just premiered, he's um, just premiered writing an opera on at, at the Metropolitan Opera. Um, house. He's uh, he's a trumpet player coming with uh, the Turtle Island String Quartet. Pete Martini is here um, playing with the Tucson Symphony Orchestra. Arturo Farrell, arguably one of the best um, Latin jazz piano players in the world, coming. Emmett Cohen, who's been on the scene and blowing up amazingly with um, his live broadcast and whatnot, is coming with his trio and probably special guests sitting in with him and multiple locations. Samara Joy 
she's uh, just uh, debuted an album that's been nominated for two Grammys. And she's an amazing young artist, um, won the Sarah Vaughn uh, Vocal Award and uh, uh, just up and coming, uh, wonderful young artist um, with an old spirit. Gunhild Carling, she's performing with us at the Martin Luther King Jr. Day. She's been on the scene. She's from Sweden, plays 20 plus instruments really well. And um, she's just a joy to watch. We have Django-inspired jazz coming. We have Bossa Nova duo coming. We have we're full in the um, in the century room every night. There's um, there's shows going on during the festival, you know, and there's late night jams happening every night um, after main concerts. Um, Tom, there's just no shortage of great things happening. I was just thinking that so, this sounds like something that's stretched over like three three weeks or something, but you're packing it all into nine days. Yeah, I mean, I mean, part of what makes a festival festival is uh, the density. You know, you have a lot of stuff going on um, at the same time. So it gives it a festival feel for, for sure. And, um, you know, we, we really want to make downtown a lively spot for people to come during the second week of January. Well, or I guess that's the third week of January is when it's technically happening. Yeah, you're you're hitting all the the main spots there, and then traditionally uh, we have that that free day for the community on Martin Luther King Day, and that's uh, normally that's towards the end of the festival. I, I thought, but this year it's towards the beginning. Well, we don't have a choice on when Martin Luther King Day falls, <laughs> and uh, which is fine, and and we build the festival around that time. And sometimes um, if Martin Luther King Jr. Day falls, you know, later in January, we put the festival in front of it and it's a capstone. And and right now we're on that rotation where it's back towards the beginning of, of the festival. So, um, yeah, it, it, it plays on the I guess that would be the fourth day of the festival. And that's early on. And that's uh, outdoor concerts, a lot of free events uh, for the public to come down and really kind of get immersed in in the, uh, uh, the music. 11 a.m. to 6 till 7 p.m. on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I've looked at the long-term forecast. We're going to get rain um, here at the end of December for a little bit. But I've looked at the long-term forecast, and throughout the festival, we're supposed to be in the low 70s um, every single day um, and sunny skies, which is what you would expect in mid-January in Tucson. Perfect, and I, and I, I will say this from a from a place of honesty. Sometimes jazz is intimidating to to um, someone like myself, and I think yeah. of it I think of it as a a foreign language. And then when I go to the jazz festival, or even go to your website to check out some of the bands and 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 hear their music, I'm all of a sudden like, wait a minute, this is not this is not as different as I as I thought it was. Um, it really encouraged people to not just let the word jazz set you off that it's it's a different experience look at some of the bands that are coming and and get immersed with with what they're playing because like pink martini for example just phenomenal work across you know a couple of decades and multiple continents and this huge orchestral um piece is just fabulous you know what tom i i think i need to hire you to work for me because you you did a very good uh um, a very good assessment of uh, how I feel jazz is too. And, you know, I, um, someone who's been around it and, and performed it for many years, I, I, I can see that. And 
that it can seem intimidating, but I, I think we, I, I, I purposely do it, um, program something that can be accessible to people, whether, and whether you're a long-term jazz fan, you're going to enjoy the jazz. And if you're a, a, somebody that hasn't experienced yet, try a couple things out, you know, come to the century room and, you know, listen to a set and, um, come to, you know, one of, you know, another different concert and, and, and check it out. Um, you're going to find something that takes you on a journey and, um, totally invigorates your soul. That's, that's, that's the way I see it. Well, then how do people get involved? Are there tickets available for single shows? Do you have group like packages, full, full event tickets? So generally what we have going um, are singles tickets for, for all the different shows. If you go to the jazz festival, TucsonJazzFestival.org and check out the website, you'll be able to find um, all the different shows that are on there. Go to the artist page and look at the artists, read about them, and you can um, get a path to any of the tickets, any of the shows through the website. And if you're if you're from out of town, I know it's kind of late, you know, by the time this airs. But if you're from out of town, you also have this really cool thing that says "How to Jazz Fest," and, and it's it's got this entire site towards uh, how to dine, how to shop, how to how to, where to, to where to stay, all the activities that surround your jazz festival uh, tour. So if you're even if you're in Tucson, maybe check out that page and plan your entire day around uh, around not just the music but the experience of the festival. Yeah. I mean, my ideal day at the festival is, uh, you know, go catch an early lunch, catch an afternoon show out on the plaza at Hotel Congress, catch a dinner somewhere and downtown and then go see an evening show at one of our theaters. And then after you do that, come back to the Century Room and and um, check out one of the late night jams. I mean, it would be a full immersed day in jazz, followed, surrounded by the great food that you can find in downtown Tucson. I can't think of a better way to spend a day during the festival. Well, I think that is a great place to leave it. This is Chris Dodge. He is a musician. He's an educator, uh, a composer, and a ranger. Don't forget that. And also the uh, executive director of the Tucson Jazz Festival. It uh, starts here um, on January 13th. It runs for nine days. More information available on their website and Facebook page, which we'll link to all of that from from ours. Chris, thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure, Tom, and I look forward to seeing everybody at the Tucson Jazz Festival. You hear that, everybody? I'm going to head down to the Tucson Jazz Festival, according to uh, Chris Dodge, the executive director. Appreciate his time. Uh, we had a chance to talk uh, as he was r- ramping up for this event. So I know... Uh, Getting any moments of, uh, of their time is, is, is special. My name is Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar and Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity.
Brother Mock, another one of those talented and uh, selfless volunteers that make downtown radio so special. We are an all-volunteer-run station. No one gets paid. Uh, we have a board of directors that is a volunteer. We have people that manage the uh, the websites. We have those that help us with our um, technical issues and make sure the radio waves and the, the uh, online and the apps all work. Those individuals are volunteers. If you want to support us in this new year, we would certainly appreciate that. If you head over to downtownradio.org, and uh, there's a donate button right there. So you can click that donate button, maybe give us a, a single donation or, or better yet, a, an ongoing monthly donation that really helps us with budgeting. And while you're over there, check out the lineup. You're going to see all kinds of cool things. You know, you get uh, talk shows and alternative types of music on Sunday. And then it's a rock and roll mixed radio station Monday through Saturday with, uh, I think we got like 50 DJs out there spinning things that you're, you're not going to hear anywhere else. And not only do you get the music, but you get the stories and you get the themes, you get the um, the motivation. Uh, and uh, I think that's fan- just fantastic. It's an educational and an entertainment experience. That's all on downtownradio.org. And of course, here on the show, we have our own website as well, lifealongthestreetcar.org, where you can um, check out our past episodes and maybe contact us if you have any questions. And you can always head over to social media. Uh, street uh, uh, lifelong streetcars got a uh, webpage. Um, I already said that, but they got a Facebook page. That's what I'm trying to say, and uh, an Instagram as well with some cool photos that uh, highlight our urban core. Our guest today has been Chris Dodge. He is the executive director of the Tucson Jazz Festival, and um, you know this is uh, uh, an event that really I think like a lot of things in Tucson started with. A good idea, and it's just really exploded to become a national draw. And we're uh, we're fortunate to have it here in Tucson, and with things now like the Century Room over at Hilltop Congress, it it kind of makes it a little bit more special and extends that you know just beyond the next uh, couple of weeks here in Tucson. The, the jazz theme will stay in downtown because of the uh, the Century Room over there at Hotel Congress. Next week we've got a, another cool show. Uh, we've got Rachel, otherwise known as Ray Ray D'Aquisto. Uh She has been a, a fixture in the, um, the, the hospitality scene here in downtown. And she recently um, launched a new product um, that we're kind of excited to, to talk to her about. I can't say we're debuting it because she's got a lot of really good press uh, from, uh, from many different outlets. But uh, you'll want to tune in next Sunday if you are a fan of entrepreneurs if you like um, cool, creative cocktails or uh, you're just looking for a fun store, that'll be uh, next Sunday. And, of course, we're always looking for your suggestions on, on what to cover. And as I mentioned, you can hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, email us, uh, go to our website. There's a contact us page. Um, tell us what, tell us the things that we need to know. I mean, if you're listening to this show, you're you're in tune probably with with kind of the uh, the hidden gems of, of our urban core. So tell us, what are we missing we're going almost five and a half years now, and uh, I would think we'd covered everything, but we don't even seem to have scratched the surface. It's a new year. It's 2023. I hope uh, I hope this year turns out to be as well as you expect it to be. I'm excited for all the, the things we're going to do here on the show and all the things we're going to see on downtown radio. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun year here in 2023. Our uh, guest today, 
Chris Dodge mentioned he's an educator and he's over at uh, Tucson High and he works with a steel drum band over there. So as we head out today, I want to leave you a little music. This goes all the way back from 2002. It's on an album. I just love the name of it for uh, first show of the year. It's called New Beginnings. The uh, song is Monkey Named Calypso. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. Thank you.